This is Technical Talkout, Episode 4. Today we're going to be talking about the recap of UFC 247, John Jones versus Dominic Reyes, what happened on that card, how it happened, and why people are upset. And we're also going to break down UFC Fight Night 167, Anderson versus Blockowitz. So let's start with the UFC 247 recap. Uh, to be completely honest, this card wasn't that exciting. Uh, other, I mean, lo- looking at it in terms of fighters, rankings, and title implications. Um, I think you had the two title fights on this card, and then you had just a bunch of other filler fights. You could probably be seeing Justin Taffa versus Derek Lewis in sometime in the future, but those are, I think, the two closest to a title shot. Everyone else kind of doesn't really stand out, and these were just filler fights to me. No offense, no disrespect, but I don't think any of them really made a difference for the rest of 2020 other than their record. So let's get started with the big fights on the card. We had Valentina versus Caitlin Chukagin. Um, Shevchenko did what everyone expected her to do. She beat on Caitlin. Like it wasn't, it really wasn't a fight that it lived up to exactly what she was going to do. She beat her and then she stopped her. Like it, it just, she was the shorter fighter. She didn't have the length that Caitlin has, but it didn't matter. Like Valentina came in there and Valentina her. She stopped her. It was pretty impressive. She hit her with a lot of big shots and she stopped her in the third. Now the John Jones, Dominic Reyes fight, that is something that left a lot of people really upset with not just the con, not just the, uh, decision, how the decision was come to. Um, there, there's a lot of people that now think because of that and several other like really controversial decisions, especially in title fights, that we should be seeing a difference in judging. I mean, this was a Texas State Athletic Commission, so we didn't... There's not too many cards, so the judges there aren't really as knowledgeable as, say, Vegas. If the card was in Vegas... There's a good chance if the fight went the way it did, Dominic Reyes could be leaving with the belt. But unfortunately, you know, John Jones won, and that's not the unfortunate thing. The unfortunate thing is how it happened with the controversial decision. Many people thought Dominic Reyes won rounds one through three, and John Jones took the last two decisively. Now, the one that is up in the air is round three, because some people could have gave it to John Jones. He was pressing the action, he was standing in the middle, he was firing off shots. Um, and Reyes kind of unfortunately blew his gas tank. He he must have stepped off the pedal thinking he was winning rounds one through three and let John coast to rounds two or rounds four and five and win those two. But the the end decision was John Jones walked away is still the champion. Um, I think it's fine. I do think there are controversial decisions made, and I think judges need to be much more educated on the sport in general. Um. They need to know what they're looking at. They can't just say, you know, someone's on top, so they must be winning, which in 80% of the case would be fine. But then you have guys like Tony Ferguson, who if you take him down and get in his guard, he's going to rip you up with elbows. Now, those shots definitely count more than the takedown and being on top, I think. So it's, it's all subjective and it's all really how you interpret what's going on. But the judges need to be more educated, more educated so they know how to interpret what's going on. Instead of just looking at it as a whole in the big picture, they, they need to look at the details and see, well, yeah, he got taken down, but he landed 45 elbows on him and cut him open. 
obviously he won that round if he even if he was on bottom the whole time. So judging it needs to be changed, but uh, as it stands, John Jones is still the champion, and what that means for the division is he kind of has already beaten everybody except Corey Anderson, which is what we'll get to in the UFC Fight Night 167 breakdown. But John Jones. He's kind of come from the old guard of MMA. Like, there's been like three generations. There's the first generation, which was like the original UFC, where they didn't have weight classes, rules, gloves. And then the second generation, where you have guys like Couture and Liddell running it, and you have Shogun, like that that star generation, which I think kind of has been my favorite. But John Jones has taken, he's come from that second generation and still put it out through the third generation of fighters, which I think are the, <clears throat> are fighters that are kind of like raised as MMA fighters. They're not necessarily coming from a background. They're not, you know, a college wrestler who got into MMA or a black belt who got into MMA or, you know, a kickboxer or a boxer. They're somebody who went straight to an MMA gym and started training MMA. So they're, they're very well-rounded. Like examples of this are guys like Rory McDonald, just extremely good everywhere, um, didn't really come from a background that, like, he didn't have a traditional background. Like, you have guys like Gaethje, who obviously you know as a wrestler, had a phenomenal collegiate wrestling career, but then comes into MMA and just knocks everybody out. I, I consider that je- second generation MMA, but then you have guys that are third generation that are coming up and don't necessarily have a combat sports background, just got into it, are athletic, and that's Dominic Reyes. He played college ball. He was a good football player, super athletic, big, strong guy, but he didn't have like a traditional background. He came into the sport as an MMA fighter. He came, he started training MMA as an MMA fighter. He didn't start training MMA as a wrestler. So he, he sees things equally from all points of view. And I think there's pluses and cons to that, but that's who John fought. And John has essentially fought everyone that, the UFC has thrown at him. I don't think he's ducked anyone. I mean, he's beaten Daniel Cormier twice, stopping him in their second fight. Shogun and Rashad Evans, Rampage. He's beaten so many former champions like Leota Machida, uh, Vitor Belfort. It's just, he's beaten so many legends and former champions that it's kind of like silly for him to be fighting anyone else at 205. That They're not going to be offering him anything for his legacy or a fight. I mean, yeah, a rematch with Dominic Reyes because people were upset with the decision I get. But really, outside of that, does he need to stick around at 205? I don't think so. I think that he can move up to heavyweight and maybe make some interesting fights there because that's kind of what's left. You have Anthony Johnson coming back who may drop to 205 or as a heavyweight. I mean, the guy weighs a million pounds. He got huge outside of his UFC career. He just got massive with weightlifting. You have Stipe at heavyweight champion. That's a good fight for John Jones. I think it's it's a, it's gonna be an exciting fight to see because now Stipe is gonna be the bigger guy, and John Jones is normal. He's used to wrestling guys that are his size, but he out wrestles him. Like DC, obviously phenomenal wrestler, but John he out wrestled him in that fight because DC was smaller. He had to cut a lot of weight. He was exhausted. He had to make 205. Now, if they fight a heavyweight, I don't know how that goes, but DC or uh, John Jones and Stevie, I think that's a really exciting fight. 
I think Stipe hits like a Mack truck. He knows how to box very well. And he knows how to wrestle. He was a collegiate wrestler as well. Uh, I see, I'd like to see that fight. And I don't think that one goes to a decision. But breaking that one down, where we move on to UFC Fight Night 167. That's Corey Anderson versus Jan Blockwitz. Uh, we're going to start with cards on the prelim that I think are really exciting. We have Jim Miller, who went 2-0 in 2019. He, uh, he submitted Jason Gonzalez, and then he submitted Clay Guida. So he's coming off two back-to-back wins um, after a submission loss to Charles Oliveira, who he beat early in his career. Uh, but I think this is a really exciting fight. He's fighting Scott Holtzman, who is relatively new to the UFC. I mean, he started his UFC career in 2015, which is relatively new compared to Jim Miller, who's been around for years. But uh, in his fights, he lost to Josh Emmett. He's beaten Daryl Horcher, who they've shared this. So that means they have uh, have a connection with Khabib because Khabib mauled Daryl Horcher when his return fight after a bunch after a long layoff um and then he lost to Nick Lentz and then his last fight was a win over Dong Hyunma in August of 2019 which was a TKO so he's he's relatively he's experienced but he's relatively inexperienced when it comes to say Jim Miller Jim Miller is one of those guys who's been around forever like if you look at his his record and who he's fought and lost and won against, it's just ridiculous. He's got forty five pro fights. Like the dude has been around forever. He's been in the UFC since two thousand eight. Was his first UFC fight on October eighteenth, my birthday, in two thousand eight. Um, and since then, he's just he's run the gamut. He's fought everybody, and that's just really impressive. And I think this is really exciting. I think Jim Miller still has some some gas in the tank. I think he could still win some fights. I don't think he's going to make a title run, but I think he still puts out good fights and he still has a good card filler. I think Jim Miller wins second round submission. Moving on, another fight I think is really exciting is the Lando Venata fight. Lando Venata is going to be fighting, uh, he's fighting Yancy Medeiros. And Lando Venata, I think this is a really exciting fight. I like him. He's really he's really dynamic. He's really exciting. He puts out he does a lot of crazy strikes. He you know puts himself in danger in terms of strikes and just keeps moving forward. Um, like his Tony his fight against Tony Ferguson that was just that was a hell of a fight. Like he did not stop, even though they were both cracking each other and going at it. I I mean, I think Lando Venata he he's kind of small for fifty five to me. I think his with his frame he could make 145, but um, he's really exciting. I like him. He's had a lot of good wins and he's had some unfortunate losses. He's had a lot of weird draws too. But I think you know he's coming off of a decision loss to Mark Dakis, and before that he had a win with a submission. Um, so he's one and one in 2019, coming into his first fight of 2020. I think he wins the fight via decision. I think he. I don't think he stops Yancey, but I think he wins the fight. Probably split decision or unanimous. Yancey, who's unfortunately coming off of two back-to-back losses, he had his stoppage over Donald Cerrone, and then he had a stoppage against, uh, or he had, he lost to Donald Cerrone via stoppage, then he lost to Gregor Gillespie via stoppage. And that's, his last time he fought was over a year ago. So he's been off a little bit, probably been active in the gym, but 
um, I see Lando winning this one pretty decisively. Now, moving on to another fight on the main card is Diego Sanchez versus Michelle Pajero. Diego Sanchez, like Jim Miller, is just one of those guys who's fought everybody, and they even fought each other. And Diego Sanchez made his UFC debut in 2005. It's almost been 15 full years. In April, it'll be 15 years since Diego Sanchez beat Kenny Florian for the Ultimate Fighter 1 finale, and he's still fighting. And if you look at his record, he's also just fought everybody. Whether it's at 55 or 70, he's just fought tons and tons of people. And they all haven't been wins, but they've been exciting fights. Diego Sanchez does not make a boring fight. Um, he's coming off of, he's 1-1 one one in 2019. He has a win against Mickey Gall where he knocked him out, basically. And then he had that loss against Michael Chiesa, which was pretty impressive that Chiesa just kind of outgrappled him. But... I see Diego. I mean, Diego doesn't have, he doesn't get tired. He's just got an unlimited gas tank. And the last fight we saw Michelle Pajeda in, he gassed out against Tristan Connolly, who I think Tristan Connolly was a last second replacement for somebody. But Tristan Connolly won that fight because Diego, oh, no, nothing, taking nothing away from Tristan Connolly, but Michelle Pajeda lost that fight. He had, he came in with a big dance sequence walking down to the octagon you know he then he started doing these crazy things like backflips and spinning moves and he's just really exertion like moves that really have a lot of like energy that you're going to exert to do them and he did them all within the first round and you know he was kind of putting it on Tristan Connolly and Tristan Connolly was just kind of like surviving and then you see Tr- Michelle Pajeda get tired and then he just slows down and Tristan Connolly didn't Tristan Connolly was definitely undersized but his heart was a lot bigger than Michelle Pajeda's that night, and he ended up winning the decision because Michelle Pajeda quit. Like, he he put it on him. He did not stop. He kept going for the takedowns. He kept trying to hit him, and he made it work, and he deserved that win, and he got it. So I'm really excited, and I think Diego Sanchez just mauls Michelle Pajeda. If Diego doesn't get knocked out in the first round, I think Michelle Pajeda gets mauled. I think it gets a second round stoppage. So I, I it's either going to be a first round stoppage for Michelle Pajeda of a, like maybe a knockout or it's going to be Diego Sanchez stopping him with strikes in the second round. Um, so that's how I see that one going and I'm pretty excited about it. I think that's going to be a really exciting fight in the first round. You're going to probably see Diego just come forward like a berserker and then you're going to have Michelle Pajeda probably throw a bunch of weird strikes trying to be really you know, different about things but I don't think it's going to be enough to stop Diego Sanchez, I think Diego eventually gets his hands on him, mauls him, takes him down, and I think he just puts it on him and just gasses him. And then we have the main event, which is Corey Anderson versus Jan Blockowitz. And this is a really exciting fight because this actually has potential title implications. Both of these guys are coming off of wins. Um, I mean, this will be... Uh, Corey Anderson is coming off of a four-win fight streak. A uh, four-fight win streak against Patrick Cummins, Glover Shera, Ilir Latifi, and Johnny Walker. Most recently when he knocked Johnny Walker out on the big card, the Diaz versus Masvidal card. And he was angry. He knocked him out, stopped him, and still was pissed about it. Because I guess he just hasn't been getting the respect, and I don't see why. He's been a killer. I mean, his he's had some losses, but his last loss was in 2017. Since then, he's been on a tear. 
and he's been really working it, and he's actually beaten Jan Blachowicz before in 2015. So I don't see this being any different. I think he stops Jan Blachowicz in the second round. I think Corey Anderson comes out like a like a madman and just puts it on him. I think he goes for the takedown. He goes for big shots, goes for the takedown. Now, Jan Blachowicz, he, his last two wins have come over former middleweights. He had that savage knockout of Luke Rockhold, where he sent Luke Rockhold basically into retirement. And then he had a split decision win over Jacare. Now, I, I gave that win to him over Jacare, but, I mean, that's he had a hard-fought fight against a middleweight, basically. A big middleweight, but a middleweight still. Like, Jan Blachowicz is a, for sure, light heavyweight. He's a big guy. And he's got a lot of power. And But his last loss came from Tiago Santos, who actually fought John Jones later, but Tiago Santos is also middleweight, so it's... I, I don't know, but before that loss... He had a four-fight win streak. He beat Devin Clark, J- Jared Cannonier, Jimmy Manoa, and Nikita Karlov. You know, he, he's got a lot of good, like he's got tools and he knows how to win, but I don't see him beating Corey Anderson. I think this step up is a little bit too much of a step up. I think Corey Anderson is too hot right now, and I think he beats he beats Jan Blackwoods down. I think it's a second or third round stoppage. I think if Corey Anderson wins this fight, he gets a title shot at 205. And I say 205 because who knows if John Jones will still be there if he wants to be. But I think if he wins, he gets a shot at John Jones or whoever, if there's a vacant 205. I don't think John Jones will vacate his title, but I'm just throwing it out there. Um, I think that if Corey wins, he fights Jones. And I think that's going to be an interesting fight. Um, I don't know how to perceive that one. Obviously, I think John Jones wins, but I don't know how easily. Considering his last two fights haven't been very dominant, I think Corey Anderson really has a chance to shock the world. I think he could come out there with a great pace. If he knows how to get within the range of John Jones and not get cracked with an elbow or a kick or a knee, I think he can threaten John Jones with some wrestling. Now, we haven't really seen John Jones get taken down. I think he's been taken down twice in his career in the UFC. I think Cormier got him down at the end of their first fight, and I think Gustafson got him down. I don't know if Corey Anderson will, but it'd be interesting to see him try, or at least try and threaten with it, and just throw John off his game. But um, not to take anything away from Jan, if Jan wins, I, I think he gets a title shot as well, but I don't think that'll be a good fight for him. I think it'll look just like the last three fights. It'll be guys with big power that swing hard, that just are going to be a hair short of hitting John Jones. I mean, I think Reyes couldn't do it. Tiago couldn't do it. Anthony Smith couldn't do it. I don't think uh, Jan's going to do it either. I think Corey Anderson has the better shot to beat John Jones than Jan does. Well, tonight is, or today is the weigh-ins, and tomorrow is the fight. That's how I think it's going to go. Thank you for listening. Thanks for stopping by, and you guys have a great night.